I was twelve years old, standing knock-kneed in pigtails and ripped denim in front of a haunted house, trying to dig up enough courage to go inside. But I was terrified. I'd read the books and I'd seen the movies on shock theater. No matter what, you don't go inside the spooky old house. No matter who dares you, no matter what lures you, you do not go in. Hand trembling, I opened the door. The warped wood screeched when I pushed it. I expected that. But I didn't expect the dusty floorboards to moan with my every step. I tried not to think about it. I was in. I'd lived around the corner from this house all my life, and today I'd finally garnered enough willpower to walk inside. The light was dim, murky with dust motes and cobwebs. The curtains were little more than yellowed rags hanging in tatters. The windows themselves were so filthy the light coming through was leached of its goodness by layers of grime. I'd been in the grocery store buying a loaf of bread for supper. The store was only a block from our house. They knew me there almost as well as they knew my gramps. On my way to the checkout, I saw old Mr. Piercy in the frozen food section, reading labels. Probably trying to figure out which one might taste the most like his wife's cooking. It had only been a couple of weeks since I'd seen Mrs. Piercy's obituary in the newspaper. I read the newspaper almost every morning over breakfast. I loved reading of any kind. As a joke, Gramps once wrapped my new cereal box in duct tape so I couldn't read it at the kitchen table. I could tell you the nutrition information for almost every kid's cereal known to mankind. Reading's just my thing. It always has been. Get the smothered steak, I whispered as I walked by Mr. Piercy. It's yummy. I hurried on and got in line to pay for my bread. Thanks, Stevie girl, I heard him reply. When I glanced back over my shoulder, I saw that he'd stuck his head back inside the stand-up freezer. The open door facing me had fogged over, but I could make out his silhouette. As I watched, he backed out and held the flat rectangular box in front of his face so that I could see it. He'd replaced the turkey and dressing with the steak. I raised my hand to give him a thumbs up as he lowered the box into his shopping basket. All the breath suddenly drained from my body. Mr. Piercy was gone. On top of his plaid shoulders sat an oozing skull. Wisps of thin gray hair clung to the patchy flesh. I closed my eyes and sucked in air. When I looked again, it was just Mr. Piercy standing there with his hand raised, looking at me as if I'd slipped a cog. "'You okay, honey?' The voice came from the woman next to me in line. "'You look awfully pale.'